Hey guys, it's Bitches Don't Brunch. I'm Liz. And I'm Montana. It's been a while. It's been it has been a while. A while. And again, the like <laughs> the last time we recorded was such a clusterfuck. <laughs> like we recorded for an hour and then we lost it. And then we just were like, okay. <laughs> Let's just dissect an article and it wasn't our best. It wasn't our best, but you know what? We made content, so we had to improvise. Exactly. Exactly. There were some things I wanted to discuss before we get into the podcast. Shoot. Okay, so obviously, did you see the transphobic comment? What transphobic comment? Okay. Yeah. For like our page? Yes. Our page? Yes. No, I did not. Yeah, I, I responded to it. Um, so I do want to bring up because this is Pride Month. Um, I don't appreciate any transphobic comments, anything against any LGBTQ plus community. Um, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't care. Literally. Um, we got a comment on our Happy Pride Month post. Oh my God, did he block us? O-M-G, I think. Is it gone now? Because he blocked us? Probably. I well, think what, so what us. did you post? Just Happy Pride Month? I posted Happy Pride Month. And okay. I said, Happy Pride to the LGBTQ plus community. We love you. And this guy, I can still remember pretty much what he said. Do you know who it is? No. Okay. It, said like, it was like London Dawn Boy or something like that was his name. Okay. Yeah. And he basically said... Wow, this is really disappointing. Um, sucks to see that you guys are supporting supporting the uh, trans the trans community agenda. I hear that a lot of times from uh, a certain a certain group of people that have this idea that the trans community is out there to change all their kids into trans or, or basically anyone in the LGBTQ plus community, like trying to turn kids gay and spread their agenda. And it's fucking not that. Listen, they're just trying to live your life the same way you're trying to live your life. Are you out there trying to turn gay people straight? And if you are, fuck you conversion camps are still a thing it's fucking awful luckily more and more states are banning them but there are still so many that exist there is no such thing as a trans agenda which is basically what i told this fucking dick and then my friend really went after him it was incredible oh yeah it was absolutely (laughs) incredible i wish actually let me see i might have it still in our conversation because she i think she screenshotted it for me okay what I said to, and this it's got, this guy was London Dawn 72. I said, there's no such thing as a trans agenda. Kindly leave if you believe this. I'm uninterested in your opinions. LGBTQ plus deserves to be heard and understood. And if I had a trans child, I'd make sure they knew I accepted them and supported them. And then I went, peace. And then my friend, Foxes and Poems, April, she said, actually, what's really disappointing is grown ass men with ignorant, hateful views who use Z in place of S in words they don't have the intellectual capacity or emotional depth to understand in the first place. 
Kindly return to your murky cave of male fragility and shame. But before you go, please know toxic, macho, straight men like you are the true predators and plague upon this world. Now sit the fuck down and don't spill your sippy cup. And I just have to say, amen, boo, amen, amen. Listen, it's Pride Month and I'm not a fucking, I'm not afraid to say that. And then also before we continue, I also wanted to um, make a note in here on June 12th, uh, 2016, there was the Pulse nightclub mass shooting um, in Orlando. And I just want to take a second to honor the 49 people who lost their lives that night, uh, most of whom were LGBTQ+, obviously, because it was a basically a LGBTQ plus bar. Um, so I just wanted to honor that, um, on June 12th, the Pulse nightclub shooting. And I also wanted to say fuck you to the transphobic piece of shit that was in our comments that blocked us. If you listen to this, I don't care. Fuck you. I got to say, I hate you. I hate you. And I hate people like you. (laughs) So maybe later I'll post all the victims' names, because obviously that's something that we need to stop in this world. We don't need more hatred. We need less hatred. Agreed. So I was going to get that out there. So, okay, there's really no good way to transition from this. Uh, Do you have any recs? Uh, Any recs? No. I don't. I'm not watching anything new. Yeah, no. Fair enough. Okay. I have a couple recs. Um... Uh, If you guys are into music at all, I watched Tar, starring Kate Blanchett. Um, Fan-fucking-tastic movie. Um, It's a drama, and it's pretty dark. Um, There are, like, I would say it's it's a trigger um, if you have an issue with uh, grooming and manipulation and uh, talk about suicide. Um, But it's a very powerful movie, just about how power can corrupt um, and Kate Blanchett just fucking kicked ass. And also, like, all the things about music in there were stunning. And I love music. So that was fucking incredible. Uh, it's a darker movie, though. So if you're looking for something a little lighter, maybe don't. <laughs> maybe don't. Um, also, uh, continuing with that theme, uh, I watched August Rush again the other night. And I cried for, like, an hour after. <laughs> such a good movie um has jonathan reese myers um oh my god what's her name the girl in felicity oh yeah 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 carrie russell carrie russell yes and they are fantastic in it and as well as the i should have looked him up the kid that was in like ai and sixth sense and he grew up he yeah he looks so different from when he was a kid but yeah this movie came out in like 2006 so it's a throwback, but I watched it then and I absolutely loved it. And then I watched it again because I was like, hey, we should watch another music movie that isn't entirely depressing and dark. So it's a great movie. Um, I mean, Tar is obviously about Kate Blanchett being this like fantastic, like insanely genius composer and also about power dynamics and grooming and manipulation and suicide and it's it's dark but august rush is about a little boy who wants to go find his parents and he's this like prodigy at music and like he goes to new york he gets lost it's like a whole thing i'm not gonna ruin it for you guys but i cried buckets 
like it's definitely still a drama but it's much lighter than tar and just as good and wonderful and uh, yeah if you want something sweet that will make you cry then i say august fresh and those are my recs for the week um since we're also doing a spooky episode i feel like we have some spooky stuff to catch up on well hold on let's start with this we talked about this um in the podcast that we recorded a few weeks ago that didn't come out but we, Montana and I, both had scratches in the same spots. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we had them on our arm and on our leg in the same spot, which was creepy. <laughs> and then... Well, especially the one that we had, like, in the crease of, uh-huh. like, the inside of our elbow. Yeah. It was just one long, yep. deep... That scar or scratch was so deep. Yeah, it w- mine was... Yeah, and it was... It was yeah, the exact same the spot. The exact same that's spot. That's so creepy. Exact same length, too. And then obviously that episode did not record and we remember we went out and used the pendulum. We did. And the spirits were like, nah. Don't play. Don't. don't, uh, Yeah. Don't play with that. So we were like, "Mm, fair enough. I mean, Anchor said it was like a tech issue, but I was like, "Mm." yeah, the pendulum was like, hey, we didn't want you to record this Mm. episode. Understandable. Understandable. Um. And then you had actually gone to uh, Moonville, the tunnel. Yeah. So in Ohio, there is Moonville Tunnel, and it's supposedly this haunted tunnel uh, that people go to with a lot of deaths there. I think someone was, like, ran over by a railroad. Something. Yeah. It's like a headless person. So it's supposed to be pretty haunted. The only problem is is that there's two tunnels and they're probably, I think, about six miles between. There is two ways to enter. So we entered through a different side, like the back side of it. So we explored a different tunnel. And that tunnel was creepy in itself. Mm, tunnels are creepy. And we both heard, like, voices. Mm. Didn't see anybody. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was pretty dead. And we didn't make it to Moonville Tunnel because um, we brought the dogs with us. And... Bentley probably made it maybe like a mile and a half down. So we just turned around. So we never truly made it to Moonville Tunnel. Mm. So I hope to do it one day because, like I said, that tunnel alone was so creepy. What is it about tunnels? It's just like damp and it's dark and then the energy shifts yeah. because it's cold and yeah, it's it's a whole thing. That's creepy. But I also just remembered like in a throwback episode – it was like um, the worst places that they'd been taken on on a date. And someone said some guy took her to like this like overpass with like graffiti everywhere and was like, this is where I like record and write my stuff. And like, I was like, I would take it. <laughs> and the guy was like, this is where I find inspiration for my poetry and my music. I'd be like, oh my God, so hot. And if he took me to Moonville Tunnel, I'd be like, mm, he's a creepy boy. Like, I'm a creepy girl. Have you been there? love this no but i just know how weird i am well there was graffiti in the other tunnel of course so there's probably lots of graffiti in the tunnel probably so artistic love it i know but i'm like why does why do you guys gotta graffiti everything i know i don't know my dad was a graffiti artist in philly apparently which i didn't find out until much later in life like we went to yellow springs the other day i think we went to the same spot you did based on your pictures and i'm like oh that's where we went to because we had the dogs with us as well and just there's just like random graffiti over like boulders and like nice stuff. And I'm like, come on. Oh, you guys went to the Josh Bryan park? John Bryan? Yeah. And then we, yeah, we went to another park too. 
Yeah, we tried to go to Yellow Springs, but they were having a street fair and there were no dogs allowed and parking went to two miles out of town. So there was no fucking way we were going to So did there. they stop you and say, hey, dogs aren't allowed? No, I looked it signs? up. I looked it up and then there were signs and then we asked and they're like, yeah, no dogs, unfortunately. And we're like, cool, cool, cool. You're such a hippie town. I don't know why. I don't know, but it was packed. Like, I was like, I don't even know if I want to be a part of this. It was so many people in such a little tiny space. I was like, oh, we'll come back another day. And then we tried to go to Clifton um, to the mill, but there are no dogs allowed on that property either. <laughs> so then we ended up at Young's and John Bryan State Parks. So they have nice state parks. I mean, it was yeah. nice. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys both heard voices. We both heard voices. I'm pretty sure I know, but for the no, for the viewers, who is viewers? Well, kind <laughs> the of viewers. Kind of. Who is we? Oh, we. Yeah, who is we? Me and my special guy. Oh, you guys have been uh, kind of dating for a minute, right? I'm slowly getting him into I quote hiking because it's Ohio. You get what you get here. Sure. So. Yeah. Is he like, is he like, um, like a nature dude like you? I don't think he's as of a nature dude as I am, but I'm going to turn him into a nature dude, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> I love that. Hey, he, he's into cooking and enjoys cooking. So if I can try more, like getting into that world, I think that's a nice compromise mm-hmm. and trade. So yeah, I like that. It's like your bitch don't cook. So no, I don't cook, but I don't mind exploring that world a little bit. It's nice when you can explore things together. Yeah. It's like healthy. I think it's getting both of you out of your own comfort zones mm-hmm. and finding a good balance and yeah. opening you up to new um, experiences, ideas, challenges. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, like Julie and Plank took like a macaroon baking class, which I was like, I want to do that. There's a macaroon baking class? I'd do it. Interesting. I love to bake. So he's a psychopath. He doesn't like confections. Good thing he's not my boyfriend. I'd be like, this is going to be short lived. <laughs> Can't handle it. But for you, that's probably a good thing. I hate finally all the confections. Yeah. And also you're healthy and me, I'm like, we have a thing now where I bake every weekend. We like pick out what I'm going to bake the next weekend. We're going to make a chocolate creamy peanut butter pie this weekend. That sounds fucking delicious. Yeah. And last weekend it was... What we made last weekend? Uh, can I be your boyfriend? I know. <laughs> Shit. I can't remember what I made. Oh, I made hotter... Well, my mom called it hotter than sex cake. It's actually called ooey gooey butter cake. I feel like I've heard of this. It's really good. It's delicious. So I made that, and then the week before I made strawberry shortcake. So we're getting fat, but at least we'll have each other. <laughs> 600 pound life, here you go. <laughs> exactly. I know, I saw, oh, what was the meme I saw today? This meme says, friend, wow, you got thinner. What's your diet? It says, meat, poverty. And I was like, I don't, this is not happening to me yet. I'm not thinner, even though I'm like intermittent fasting and shit. I just got to get it down to a six hour window, and then I'll probably be good. Oh my god, that's just, mm-mm. I'm okay with it, honestly. Like, I just, like, I started to wait till 2, because, I mean, you we work late, you know, yeah. and I, so, like, sometimes I don't get home till 9, so sometimes I don't eat till, like, 9, 9.30, because then, you know, obviously gotta walk in. You don't eat till 2. I can't do that, because of my medication, I get nauseated, so I have to, like, eat something within, like, a certain amount of window, or else I'll feel so nauseated. 
yeah. when I will throw up. I can take my antidepressant on an empty stomach, but I can't take my vitamins on an empty stomach. So I usually take antidepressants in the morning, and then I take my vitamins after I eat for the first time, and then obviously I take my Seroquel at night. Weird topic. <laughs> we just started talking about eating because I love to eat and I'm hungry. Yeah. But you guys are probably going to get thin. I'm probably going to get fat. And it's like, well, two different kinds of relationships here. Am That's I right? not true at all. Am I right? Okay. So. So my experience was just the Moonville Tunnel. Yes. Well, quote, the Moonville Tunnel was yes. the other creepy tunnel. And then didn't you say that you have a ghost at work? Yeah. I actually had that written down in the notes. <laughs> this happened a few weeks ago, obviously. But. Um, I was at work and like all of a sudden, like you see where your lamp is there in that corner. Yeah. I started hearing like footsteps and like things moving around in that corner and like knocking and stuff. And I was like, I'm not going to say shit in case it is not real. (laughs) I'm going to sound crazy. So I'm just like sitting there typing at the computer. And then Kim at work goes, do you hear that? And I was like, oh, thank fucking God someone hears that. I thought I was crazy. And she's like, no, I hear it. What the hell is that? And I was like, well, supposedly in the back has a ghost. So, yeah. But then, like, it stopped. But, I mean, I always see things at work. And I think that's people, either things attached to me or attached to clients. Well, didn't you say Erica was, like, at work by herself? Yeah, so that's the other thing is uh, Kim and I left early that night, and then Erica was by herself. And um, she was like, it's real creepy that you told me that because I've never been afraid to be at work by myself and close it. But all of a sudden, like, I felt like I was being watched. And she said it was it gave her the creepiest, eeriest feeling. And she just mm-hmm. got her shit done and, like, ran out. She's like, peace. Mm-mm. And I was like, yeah, there's definitely been activity, like, am- ramping up again lately. Yeah. And then also, like, the one night where I felt the energy shift here in our house mm-hmm. when you weren't here because yeah. I had to, like, go upstairs and steal some of your salt for cooking. And it was just... No, it was not a good energy. Yeah. It was like in your hallway, and it, that's what it felt like. Someone was staring at me like back. That's where I usually hear them. Now that I think about it, then I kind of like, okay, that's creepy. Whatever, maybe it's because the lights are off. But I'm like I said, I'm an energy reader. I can tell when energy shift. I can tell when energy change. I can mm-hmm. feel the energy just reading people. And then I'll, so I blew it off. And then again, I went back upstairs to return the salt. And I'm like, nope, they're uh, uh-uh. no. It's it, very uncomfortable. It's probably because I forgot to leave an offering in the windowsill. <laughs> it was very uncomfortable. They don't like it when I forget the offering. They get real pissed. So, or Theo does. I don't know. But if I forget to leave him cookies, he doesn't like it. No, and I'm like staring. I'm down here like staring into like the foyer, just staring because I'm like I feel it shift mm-hmm. and it's off and like it's like your hair sticking up kind of shift. Yeah. And, of course, like, my special guy is like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? She's so weird. I'm like, I'm just, mm-mm. I hear you. So. I'm going to sage my place. It went actually. away. It went away. But just something about that night, I was like, mm. It was probably like, where the fuck is Liz? the fuck is this? Yeah, like, who the fuck are you? Like, where are my cookies and where is Liz? <laughs> Why are you upstairs stealing your shit? God. Maybe it's because like I was like taking the salt and they're like, what are you doing the salt? Maybe. You making a salt circle? Maybe. Keeping those demons out? Maybe. Could be. They're like, what the fuck are you doing in here? 
Yeah, salt yeah. in some windows, salt in some doorways. Mm-hmm. You know, That's you know. I, I'm going to do that later, honestly. I am. It's not as bad as it was, but definitely things have been happening again. Like, at night, I'll be, like, going to... Like, I don't remember what happened last... Oh, okay, yeah, I think I do. Anyway, so I've been noticing things happening again, like, knocks in the wall and footsteps and, like, the murmuring of voices and, like, hearing someone walking around my room and stuff like that. And sometimes I'm like, can you not... I just want to fucking sleep. Like, stop. And then, like, they'll be like, oh, sorry. (laughs) But sometimes it continues. And last night, I think I woke, I think it was knocking that woke me up. And so I, like, shot straight up in bed and I, like, turn on the light because the light comforts me. And I was like, can you not? But then I looked at my phone and it was, like, 3 a.m. And I was like, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Because we all know three is the devil's hour. Yep. So I don't know. Um, I'm going to go around with Sage, and then I'll probably do the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram this weekend because that's a good one. But, yeah, I don't know. There's just – and I don't think it's all bad energy. It's just, like, when you're in the room at night and you're by yourself and you're hearing all these things around the house moving and whispering and, like, knocking, like, it's creepy. You get freaked out, even if it's not bad energy per se, it's still creepy. But then there was one night, and I don't remember why this would have been, but I was like going to sleep and all of a sudden I felt something like glaring at me, like very malevolent energy, just like staring at me and glaring down at me. And so like, I was just like, go away, go away. You you did not have my consent to be here. You have no power here. But it kept coming back all night. And I was like the fuck so gotta get up there do some cleansing yeah and you also want to talk about the rock that was like left on my doorstep that i don't know how it got there it's creepy yeah i do think that entities definitely it's try how to it was get like, our attention it's how it was placed i'm like obviously you placed it in a spot like did you want me to step on it like mm-hmm. it was very odd someone put a rock on my side door yeah and I'm asking everybody. So I don't know what's happening in this house. Sometimes when you're not here, because I wake up a million times during the night. That's just who I am, what I've always done. Mm-hmm. And when I roll over, I wake up. And it's like, do I hear something upstairs? Almost feels like walking around. That happens then, to me, too. I hear shit down here. But and then I'm, I'm like, like, too tired. And I'm like. I hear shit moving down here, too. And I know it's not you. They're just fucking with me. And I'm are like, you sure? Because I'm not very late. Very late. No, it sounds like stuff like like being like moved around, like furniture, like scraping the floors and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's not yes. us. I know. No. <laughs> I know. That's not like, us. No, I didn't think it was. I was like, they're fucking with me. Um, so, obviously, we will have to do a cleansing. I'll bring my sage down later. I was going to, anyway. I was just going to ask if I could come in with the sage because... That seems to shut him up for a bit. Yeah. Some salt everywhere. Maybe some crushed eggshells. You know. Do the job. Well, that's all the creepy stuff I got. I think that's all the creepy stuff I've got. I just, like, it is interesting because, like, sometimes I try to make sure I am, like, falling asleep before midnight because it's midnight and 3 a.m. is when shit fucking goes wild. It's, like, right at right when it strikes midnight it's like something releases and like entities are just around and I can hear them and I can feel them and I can sometimes smell them. And then 3 a.m. It's like even worse. And I'm like, fucking Christ. So the fact that I woke up at 3 a.m. last night, I was like, cool, 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 cool. Well, you haven't gotten in my bed yet. 
Oh God. I was like, wait, what? No, no. I'm really trying to tough it out. Cause I don't want them to think they have any power over me. That's fair. I want them to be like, oh, she just doesn't care. It's, aside from very weird dreams lately, but. I've had such weird dreams too. Yeah. You, me, Erica. Like, like bizarre. Ashley, like wake up and go, what the hell is that about? Yeah, me too. It's really fucking weird. And the other day I was walking, right? And a snake crossed my path. Ooh, I hate snakes. Like a big snake. Where was it? On the bike path. Over ah! there. No! No one else around. Crosses no! my path. I walk close, check it out. The snakes don't bug me. And then, so of course, I'm like the spiritual meaning. I'm like, what does it mean mm-hmm. when a snake crosses your path? And there's so many different meanings. There's a lot of meanings. Some of them are meanings. good. A lot of them are bad. And I'm like, fuck. They can represent the goddess. It's just kind of like how you feel about snakes, too. You have to, like, factor that in. Like, if I see a spider, I'm like, oh, I love spiders. Like, let's get you. Right, exactly. If you saw one, it would have different meaning than if I saw one. If you see a snake, you're like, oh, interesting. So that could mean it could be more of a better reason for you. If I saw a snake, I'm fucking running because I'm terrified. Well, it was like this could mean a bunch of good changes in your life. So be prepared for this to come. I'm like, you know what? I'll take that. And other was like, hey, kind of like a serpent in the garden. Who's betraying you? Who's lying to you? Yeah, and I'm like, well, cool. Who was who you think you can trust is not who you can trust. So I'm like, great. Does that mean that someone I can trust, I now can't trust? Who's no. like? I, I don't like, think so. I think for you, it's probably you don't have a negative connotation with the snake. I'm gonna go. That's, I'm going to welcome the good changes in my life because I'm prepared for wonderful changes in my life. I'm ready for all the wonderful changes in my life. And yeah. I'm just going to go with that and not think of someone being disloyal behind my back. So here we are. Speaking of universal signs. Yeah. I was at that state park and I found a black feather as long as my forearm. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's huge. So I still haven't figured out what bird it's from, but I've never seen a feather that big. It's huge. So maybe an eagle or something? A black eagle? Well, eagles have like... I don't know. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Definitely something big. Um, So that was cool. And then the next day I found a brown feather and then I found a white feather and then I found a gray feather. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. Cool. I've been seeing 1111, 333, 444, 555, 777, 999. Same. Everywhere. Same. Yeah, it's wild. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm still seeing the Florida license plate all the time, too. Me, too. Like, what is up with Florida? I saw um, my dog walker for Grimm actually has a Florida license plate. Interesting. Right? I know, because we've been seeing Florida license plates since Salem. So that was, like, since October. And it's, like, always Florida. And I'm like, what is up with Florida? Well, and then I also, I forgot to text you, but I was reading Throne of Glass because I'm rereading that series. And, like, I forgot that there's a guy in it, and he's called the Wolf of the North. Of course he is. Yeah. I know. I've seen so much wolf things. And then you see a bunch of wolf things. And then you send me the wolf things. It's crazy. So much wolf. And then April sent me two panther things. So I'm like, and then I saw a panther again somewhere else. And I was like, so yeah. Well, you ready to get into our topic? Yes. You guys should have had this. Weeks ago. Yes. Haunted colleges. Haunted colleges. 
in Ohio. Yeah, in Ohio. Where we are from. So, I think breaking with the last two times we did this, I think you should start. Me? Yeah, because I tried last time and it... I was so invested in yours, too. I was like, oh. I think you go and then I'll go because we got to break the pattern. We got to break the pattern. So, the haunted college that I did was Athens, Ohio. Oh, yeah. OU. Yeah. I've never been to OU. I've been to OU many, many times. I've been to the vicinity, but I've never been to Athens or explored the college myself. It's really pretty. It's just a bunch of bars I hear. It's really old. I mean, it's it's a beautiful campus. Party school. It's definitely a party school, and it's very, like, hilly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's beautiful. And then Tony had friends that lived in Athens that I was actually pretty close to, too, so we would always go down to Athens. I knew I had quite a few friends that went to Athens, actually, and, like, none of them had, like, stories to tell me. So I'm, like, disappointed that I'm, like, y'all went to Athens. Like, a handful of my friends, and then y'all have horror stories. Yeah, because they were drunk, most likely. That shit is a party school. I tried to go there when I very first, I think it was like my first or second attempt at sobriety. And I was like, well, apparently my dad said I'd go to any school except for OU. Like that was his biggest fear for me. It's, but you know what the thing is? Like, I mean, Alexia has a friend that went to OU and now she's like starring in commercials. Like, you know, I think like you can do well with it. She's got friends there that are highly successful. I mean, one was in like the military and wants to go into the Peace Corps. So like it really just depends. I think like it just depends on any college experience. I think it's silly to be like, don't go to the school because it's a party school. It's like, yeah, it's college. No shit. Does you party a lot? Yeah. But does every other freaking drunk college person. I mean, I went to Ohio State. I'm like, all y'all partied there, too. Yeah. I mean, look at these kids. They fucking party. Probably not as hard as they did at OU or SU. Otterbein campus is a dry campus, so they can get in trouble real fast. Oh, I didn't know it was a dry campus. Yeah, it's a dry campus, so they can get in trouble real fast. That's why I feel like it would be a lot crazier than it is now. Yeah, thank God. Because for the most part, it's pretty quiet. It's also hitting summertime. But, yeah, they can get in trouble really fast. So. All right. Well, you ready to dive in to OU? Let's do it. Ohio University. OU, oh, yeah. Lexi was a bobcat, so I know all the little chants. OU, oh, yeah. Oh, God. I'm not going that far. I don't mind doing that. So is that just it? OU, oh, yeah. OU, oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm looking at pictures as you speak so I can put some on our Patreon. There is a picture that I'm definitely going to have you put on there. I'm pretty sure you probably know what I'm talking about. No. Okay, well, we'll get to it. We'll get so. to it. We'll get to it. Here we go. <laughs> Behind the small town and hippie culture, there lives a much creepier and freakier side. Athens is known for its spooky sites. Its rich history of murders, lobotomy practices, Ooh, yeah. bloodstains, and ghost sightings comes to no surprise just how many freaky finds are around the campus. Absolutely. So the first thing we're going to talk about is Wilson Hall, room 428. The Ohio University in Athens is perhaps the most haunted campus in the world. 
It was established in 1804, a year after the statehood. It was the first institution of superior studies located west of the Appalachian Mountains. And you know I love my Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, you do. The university was one of the places presented in a Fox episode of the series, Scariest Places on Earth. OU is the oldest public university in the state of Ohio. It has 28,000 students across the state and online. On the campus, there is a building located in the middle of an immense pentagram consisting of five cemeteries situated in the region. A fucking pentagram of cemeteries. I know. That is insane. I love it. It makes me happy. Of course it does. Sign me. (laughs) The graveyards are scattered around the area, and when looked on the map, they form a pentagram. Just to clarify, a pentagram is an ancient occult symbol of power and magic. According to the pagan tradition, a pentagram might create safe areas free from any paranormal activity. The center is extremely important, and it's no wonder that the building I'm talking about is the most famous haunted place on campus residing in the middle of this cemetery pentagram. This is the building that most people point to when speaking about haunted Athens, Ohio. Any uh, words on pentagrams? (laughs) I was going to say, <laughs> yes, pentagrams <laughs> are not an evil symbol. You know, it's kind of like originally the swastika actually was not an evil symbol. Yeah, I remember symbol. you saying that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It was taken over by the Nazis. But now if you see someone with a swastika, you're like, mm. and just like like upside down pentagrams, you think of, pa- or not pagans, you think of fucking Satanists because they have adopted it as their symbol, which like fine. But if you see an upright pentagram, it does not automatically mean that they are Satanist. It is, a, it is an occult symbol. It is a pagan symbol. It represents the five elements, earth, air, fire, water, spirit. The topmost is spirit. And originally, the upside down pentagram means that you are drawing from within to get your power. I mean, upright is like drawing from without to get your power. So I just had to say that. So I had to get that out of the way. How to do it. No, that's good. So this building is called Wilson Hall. And inside Wilson Hall, specifically, we're going to talk about room 428. Room 428 is the only known case where an American university has closed off a room due to paranormal activity. From the outside, Wilson Hall appears to be another quaint college dorm. This red brick building is supported by tall, aging white columns and sits atop an elongated bed of green grass with shrubs popping out systematically. However, the fourth floor carries a dark haunting secret. Mm -hmm. So of course, room 428 is located on the fourth floor of Wilson Hall. The lofted ceilings of room 428 haven't seen a new student in decades. The door is sealed shut, longs to be opened, but the knob shall not turn. The window will not open, and school officials have proclaimed the room uninhabitable. Super, super creepy. The story says that a female student died in a violent way in that room after practicing the occult. It is said that the girl made use of the room's energy to practice a method where the human spirit travels on its own, separating from the body. This technique is known as astral projection. It is also claimed that the student repeatedly attempted to contact the dead and dabbled in sorcery practices. It is said that she committed suicide by cutting her wrists. Mm -hmm. After the female student died, other students who stayed in the room would report objects flying across the room angrily and whispers that would quickly turn into shouting when they were ignored. Some reported seeing the face of the female student who had lost her life in the room and apparently not been able to leave. 
Demonic faces kept appearing on the room door, scratched angrily into the grain of the wood. No matter how many times the university kept replacing the door, the tortured faces kept appearing immediately each time. Yeesh. As these reports continued to come and the students continued to transfer rooms, that's when the university sealed room 428 where it remains closed. Students to this very day talk about the unexplained footsteps they hear coming from inside the room at night. Now, before this woman, there was a man in the 1970s that died mysteriously and unexpected in room 428. Mm. And no one, I could not find anywhere of how he died. Really? For a while, they didn't know if it was he or she. So, so there was one report that said it was finally a guy. Ugh. Don't know how he died. Do not know how he died. Ugh. So to get a little crazier, we're going to go back even further. We talked about how the graveyards are scattered around, right? So different sources suggest different cemeteries. Some say Wilson Hall is built on a Native American burial ground. In other states, it is an early cemetery for the Athens Mental Institute, also known as the Athens Lunatic Asylum. The Athens Mental Institute was built in 1867, is now part of OU, and the complex is called the Ridges, which of course is believed to be haunted. Yeah. Like anytime you hear asylum, you're like boom haunted. Oh yeah, because there's just so much like dark energy there. Yeah, it's an asylum. Yeah, I mean they've got the patients and they weren't treating them well probably because even like early 1900s they were like here's some morphine. Makes me think of House on Haunted Hill. I never saw that. Where this guy is, his whole life is creating scares to people, and so he creates, um, he gets these people to come with him to spend the night in this asylum. And, of course, he's, like, trying to make things scary, but it's already haunted. So that's when, like, the ghosts come out and, like, kill everybody. It's great. This sounds That's what I want to know. Check it out. Yeah, because it's all, like, the patients. Like, yeah. Anyway, so the asylum operated from 1874 until 1993. During its operation, the hospital provided services to a variety of patients, including war veterans, children, violent criminals suffering from various mental disabilities. Today, the ridges are part of OU and house the Kennedy Museum of Art, an auditorium, and many offices, classrooms, and storage facilities. The cemeteries at the ridges are full of history and mystery. There are over 1,900 people buried at the three cemeteries located at the ridges. 700 women and 959 men lay under the headstone marked only with a number. But before 1943, the graves were only marked with with numbers, if not claimed by the family. Mm. Could you imagine dying and be like, well, you're number 43. That's so sad. It's fucked up. So after 1943, the state of Ohio began putting names and births and deaths on the markers of the patients who had died. It is unknown as to why the state switched from using only numbers in order to verify who the deceased were. I've just, I've been looking, I found some uh, photos of the Ridges guys. So again... If you want to see them, go on our Patreon. Now, during the time the hospital was open, it gained a reputation for using many practices which are now considered inhumane and unethical, like we've talked about, such as lobotomies, psychotropic drugs, hydrotherapy, restraints, and electric shock. They were fucking crazy back in the day. Yeah, it had one time represented the gold standard in treatment. It's fucking crazy. They're like, yay, lobotomy, you're cured. And it's like, no, they're just a fucking vegetable, basically. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie Sucker Punch? 
a long time ago. That's another wreck. That's such a good movie. I don't remember it though. Oh my god, so good. Lobotomies and that. Yeah, so basically it's it's very interesting. So there's a girl and she gets sent to an insane asylum and they're like about to do like a lobotomy on her and she's in this like treatment center and she goes like deep within her mind like many trauma victims do and she comes up with this like whole other like life that she's living in this asylum and they're all basically like dancers and like she's one of the dancers and she can like dance it's like and distract everyone and they're trying to like escape and then within that dream there's like another dream where like they're like warriors fighting it's fucking crazy astonishingly done and such a good movie one of my favorites okay so good if you guys want a good movie sucker punch all right add that to my list rex yeah yeah i had so many this week jesus yeah but uh, yeah just it's fucked up what they did back in the i mean just it is that's it's like look how far we've come i know honestly it scares me because i'm bipolar oh that's in here yeah they actually speaking of uh the hospital was often overcrowded had insufficient staff and a lack of medicine there is a spectrum of mental illnesses including schizophrenia bipolar disorder dissociative disorder anxiety disorder and mental disability yep However, patients could also be admitted for mild depression, epilepsy, tuberculosis, postpartum depression, and even menstrual disorders. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. It's fucking crazy that they had people with tuberculosis in the same buildings as people with mental issues. Tuberculosis was an insanely contagious disease. It still is. Wiped out a lot of people. There was no treatment for it. They're like, go to warm air. I don't fucking know. Good luck. It's fucking crazy. Sorry, I just had to say that. It's fucking crazy. Um, I did find this interesting, though. The first admittee in 1874 was a 14-year-old girl who was suffering from epilepsy. Mm. And epilepsy was often misunderstood in the 19th century, and many thought it was stemmed from demonic possession. Also, um, not going to lie, I think this is hilarious. The leading cause of insanity among male patients was masturbation. Mm-hmm. Masturbation. The second Sounds most. Right. <laughs> Sounds about right. Gentlemen, pay attention. And the second most common cause of insanity was listed as intemperance alcohol. Okay, makes sense to me. Yeah. Now, as of today, the most famous patient at the asylum was Margaret Schilling. She went missing and her body was not discovered for over a month in a sealed off part yeah. of the hospital. And that's what I'm talking about. What picture we're going to put on there. Yeah. So. What was the name again? Margaret Schilling. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but we're just going to go with it. Schilling failed to check in for dinner in her absence, raised what the staff called, quote, Code Brown, initiating the employees to conduct a detailed search of this sprawling 700,000 square foot building. Margaret was 53 years old. She was married and reportedly a mother. She went missing on December 1st, 1978, and found on January 12th, 1979. She was found by a maintenance worker, lifeless and nude on the floor of the room that was locked from the inside. Her clothes were folded neatly next to her body. Her decomposed body has left a permanent stain on the floor, even though numerous attempts have been made to remove it. Shilling's remains were then named the Stain in Athens Lore. An autopsy concluded that she died from heart failure, presumably from the prolonged exposure to the cold temperatures. Some believe that she was deaf, a deaf mute who wandered 
into the abandoned wing and managed to lock herself up in the unused ward. However, it remains unknown as to why she took her clothes off and laid down on the floor in an orderly fashion. After that, people began seeing Margaret's apparition in the hospital room window where her body was discovered. People claimed to have witnessed Margaret gazing out the window on multiple occasions. People who live in close proximity to the ridges frequently report hearing a woman's voice as well as seeing her in the form of a shadow and light. In the meantime, employees at the ridges claim they continue to sense Margaret's presence. In addition, she is occasionally seen walking through the hallways by a few people. There is also a curse of Margaret Schilling. According to the local legends, touching the stain is to believe to result in a long-lasting curse that brings about unhappiness, bad luck, and premature death no. to the unfortunate individual who does so. Nope. Hate that. Hate it. A whispered rumor in town, most circulated by college students, was that someone from the college broke into the abandoned asylum, touched the stain, and was haunted by a ghost that drove them to commit suicide. Of course, because that's makes sense. And commit suicide drives us back to the college student that took her own life in room 428. Yeah. It's, so many believe it's that sus. the asylum caused that. It's sus. Yeah. It's definitely sus. So, right, would you go? Would you explore? Oh, absolutely. But I wouldn't touch the stain because I'm a full believer in that stuff. Didn't they That's tear bad them juju. down? Didn't they tear those down? The ridges? No. Pretty sure? Yeah, pretty sure. Hold on. I swear. Look it up so I don't, like, misquote. I swear they tore down something. And... Okay, they tore down the tuberculosis ward at the ridges on Thursday. Yeah, but her stain's still there, and there's pictures online. It's, yeah, it's I creepy. Got it. So we'll put post that on Patreon. I would definitely explore. Would you? Yeah, are you kidding me? Would you touch the stain? No, I think it's bad juju. I would not fuck with that. Also, I think it's just disrespectful. It is. It's like, would you want someone to fucking do that? It's kind of like we've talked about, like some of those um games in Japan that like originated from horrific deaths like the elevator game the elevator game and then that one about the girl who like impaled herself on like the faucet head in the shower yeah yeah there's a game for that and then there's another game that is also originated from Japan. you're just asking to be haunted I feel like I'd be curious to go check it out I definitely would want to look at it but also... Well, the fact that they have tried to remove the stain multiple times. I don't like it. And they're like, well, it's probably from all the exposure from the sun that did this and caused that. And I'm like, you can't get rid of the stain. Like, let's be real. Nah. Makes you wonder if something happened to her. Yeah, that's weird. Like, her clothes, she was nude. She, was she nude just, like, yeah. lie down, like, waiting to die. Yeah, plus, like... The fact that there was, like, already, like, there's people doing satanic shit there. And, and found by a maintenance worker when you had cops and everyone searching the whole entire building. And no. then a maintenance worker finds her? No. Odd. It's real odd. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, I think that some of these doctors probably did some real nasty shit. Probably. And they're patients. like, oh, well, she was probably deaf-mute. And I'm like, okay, she's deaf-mute doesn't mean she can't pound on shit. 
Yeah. To be uh, found. I'm just, I'm so cynical. I'm like, did they rape her? Did they use her in a ritual? There, I didn't, there was nothing in there in the research that I found like, hey, she was raped. She was sexually assaulted, anything like that. Still. It's like her heart gave out and she died. And I'm mm. like, okay. Not even like she died from not drinking water, not drink, you know, not starvation. Like she just, her heart gave out. Yeah. Why would her heart give out though? I just can't get the past. Like, were you just expecting to die? You just fold your clothes neatly. No. Only she will know what it's off. Only she's going to know what happened to her. Makes you wonder if she saw something that scared her so much that her heart gave out. Yeah. In terror. It's like a heart attack. Scared so hard. And she wanted to be found. I feel like it doesn't matter if she couldn't talk. She can still make a bunch of noise. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait. You said she was deaf mute, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can still bang shit around. Unless she was restrained or something. And that stain is there because she was wronged. That's creepy lore, man. Yeah. I'd go to OU again. That place is pretty. Bring our pendulums. I'm not fucking with the Ouija board, though. Not with Margaret Shelley. Fuck no. I'm not <laughs> fucking with the Ouija board with any of that. Nah, nah. Nah. No. No. Shit got crazy when we did the Ouija board for months. It's like just started to calm down and now it's ramping up. Not as bad as it was, though. Ugh, still. No, thank you. Well, that's my Athens, Ohio story about OU. So, questions, comments, concerns? So, the Satanist, it's interesting, right? Well, I just think it's interesting the student that died before her, no one knows why. I can't find it anywhere. And there's like, um, like Athens, like chat groups. So, people are like, maybe have theories, but no one knows. What are their theories? I, can't, I don't remember. Because it's been so long since I've researched it. Oh, I know. Wait, so it was, a, they have theories about the Satan guy? Satanist dude? I don't know. He wasn't a Satanist. They just, he died in that room. And then the next woman that died was the Satanist. Mm, okay. Trying to commune with the dead and using the room's power. It's almost like the school was like, hey, we're going to like brush this under the rug. And he just died of natural causes. Honestly, school's brush a lot of things under the fucking rug. Yeah, especially when you get into your topic. Yeah, dude. Seriously. So they probably brush it on the rug. He's like, you just started a natural causes. It's a college student. No big deal. He's probably like 18 years old. Natural causes. Room 428. Nope. So yeah, I think they just brushed a bunch of stuff under the rug. That seems to be a recurring theme. Yeah, yeah, but that's a good segue into your it college. Is. A very good segue. Here we go. Yeah. This is my third time doing it. <laughs> third time's the charm. Okay, guys. Here we go. Here we go. So I did Kenyon College. Um, Kenyon College is known as one of the most haunted colleges in America and definitely in the top three of most haunted colleges in Ohio. But why? Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Kenyon College was founded in 1824 by. Wait. Oh, this guy again? That's <laughs> his name. Hold on. I can't remember. It was Philander Chase. I want to look at this. Okay. Yeah, it's really Philander Chase. Such an ugly name. Yeah. Sorry, Philander. I'm going to start over. Okay. Or, or not. I, mean, I don't care. <laughs> You guys get to hear my fuck ups by Philander. Phil, it's just like philandering, so you wouldn't think it'd be a name, whatever. By Philander or Philander Chase. 
Originally in Worthington, Chase was unhappy with the location and moved the college to Gambier, Ohio, after purchasing 8,000 acres. It is a private liberal arts college with a beautiful campus with 1,000 acres of historic buildings and beautiful greenery. Some of the famous alumni are Paul Newman, Josh Radnor, Allison Janey, and many more. If you look at photos of this beautiful campus, which I'll post on Patreon, you'll wonder if you're in the late 1800s or in the future, because some of the buildings are these gothic, gorgeous stone buildings with arching roofs. And some of them are modern, even futuristic style buildings with wall to ceiling windows that let in all the beautiful natural light. Personally, I covet the library there um, with its roof that consists of windows that curve rainbow-like over the entire space. In short, with a mix of so many different buildings and styles, this college is something for everyone. And with a college that's almost 200 years old, it's bound to have a few ghost stories. Buckle up, guys. It's going to be a wild ride. Okay, so we've all heard of fraternity hazing. I know. And how very badly those can go. I mean, even just since I've been alive. It's bullying. It's just a form of bullying. Sorry. It's, it's such a power dynamic bullshit, whatever. It's such a mess. I've heard of people dying even when we were younger. Yeah. There's stories Ohio of State. kids being killed yeah. because it's going too far. Literally so fucking insane. So unfortunately, what I'm about to talk about now was one of those times there should probably be a trigger warning here. There's going to be a lot of dark shit. I'm probably going to trigger warning in the episode notes too. You figure that if you came to listen to a ghost podcast, you'd know that, but let's just get it out there. There's blood and gore and murder and nasty stuff. The Satan, the devil, you know, the usual. Okay. So, um, on October 28th, 1905, there was a chill of foreboding that hung in the air the leaves scattered in a cool wind that seemed to shriek with warning. The moon hung in a black sky, wishing it could look away from the inevitable blood and death that were to come. Stuart Lathrop Pearson was being initiated into the Delta Kappa Epsilon fraternity. His father had been a part of this fraternity as well, and he actually took a train down to be there for his son's own initiation. Pearson had picked his father up late the night before and probably would have been exhausted. On this night, the fraternity brothers had a harmless prank in mind to prove that Pearson was truly one of them. It had been a week of hazing and the initiates were exhausted. Pearson's father promised to wait for him at the West Wing Bullseye building when the prank was over. On that night, the fraternity brothers decided to leave Pearson near the railroad tracks with an eerie note on his body that read, this will do for now, but if we come again, it will be worse. There were no scheduled trains that evening, so the boys felt confident leaving Pearson there for a mere half hour. Unfortunately, there was a train using the tracks for a maintenance check. No one could have foreseen this, unfortunately. Uh, it wasn't a scheduled thing. The train did not see Pearson lying on the railroad track. In fact, they didn't realize anything overtly awful had happened until they stopped and saw blood smeared on the train. And actually, they pulled out like his bloody mangled shirt, which is 
disgusting. Um, when the fraternity brothers came back to check on Pearson, they discovered his mangled body. And here's where it gets very odd. Speaking of cover-ups. The fraternity boys went to the college president even before they went to the police. And the college president told them to bring Pearson's body to his house. The coroner was not called until after Pearson's body was on a train on the way back home to Cincinnati. Still, the coroner, as well as a detective, checked the poor boy's body and determined that he had been bound around his hands and legs. Did the fraternity brothers tie Pearson to the tracks and bind him to them? Was that why he was hit? And like, we kind of talked about this the first time it went around. Yes! Of course he was tied to the tracks. Are you fucking kidding me? They were like, oh no, we left him by the tracks and he must have been so tired that he fell asleep on the railroad tracks. Who falls asleep on a railroad track? Sir, even at my most drunk, and I have been wasted. Exactly. I would not fall asleep on a railroad track. I Listen, even at my most drunk, I still had to read at least a chapter of a book every night, even when the world was freaking spinning. Do you think someone would just pass out on a railroad track? Highly doubtful. Uh, Highly doubtful. literally had the marks on, on his, his body. Yeah. Which was, like I said, what body? Exactly. Was there any of him left? There was a body left. Um, and I will get to that in a second. But I also have to say, even if he had fallen asleep on the railroad track, even if he was exhausted and just fell asleep, you think a train would wake you up maybe? The freaking vibrations of the train, the... You think? Yeah. No. Mm-mm. There's no There's no fucking way. And the fact that they went to the college president's house, and then the fact that the president didn't call the coroner or the police until after Pearson's body was on the train? Out of the county? Yeah. Cover up. Yeah, totally. And Pearson's dad was part of the fraternity, and I looked for the quote, and I can't find it. But, like, they had, like, this pledge, this oath of the fraternity brothers that was, like, may you honor your brothers, like, May you do everything to save your brothers. Like, may you keep this oath until the day you die and never turn on your brothers or the flesh will fall off of your bones. Some shit like that. Fucking crazy. So I think Pearson's dad was involved in the cover-up too. It was a cover-up, okay? That's crazy. Anyway. Like I said, it's a form of bullying. It's disgusting. We may never have the answers, but we do. We do have answers. (laughs) But Pearson's ghost still remains at this college. Um, the students actually took to calling him Stewie. So every October 28th, students see Stewie's form on the fourth floor of the West Wing's Bullseye Building, looking out at the tracks with a solemn look on his face. Which is so sad. I know. Because he's probably looking out and he's like, this is where my dad was waiting for me. Like, this is where I was never able to meet him after the prank was done. How much terror would you feel in that moment tied to the tracks and you see a fucking train coming? Oh, and that's right. We didn't discuss the body. So there was a mangled body and apparently the fraternity brothers paid, I think it was like a janitor or something. They paid him to go collect pieces of his body and like his head like off of the track and like bury it in a lunchbox. But the guy said he never found Pearson's head. He found like a piece of his jaw and like fleshy bits of meat and he put it in a lunchbox and he buried it because apparently they promised him like three dollars and he never got it but it's like mm-hmm, sus super sus 
So anyway, so let's talk about Stewie. One night, there was a student named John Hep who decided to spend the night there. He locked the doors. Uh, the, I'm sorry. He decided to spend the night there on October 28th. Of course, naturally. Yes. He locked the doors and windows, and then he went on to do fun Halloween-type activities, which incidentally are my favorite. But when John returned at 2 a.m., the room's windows were wide open. Hep insisted that with the rusty latch mechanism, there was no way the wind would have blown them open. He also was afraid of his friends, like, trying to trick him. So he, like, locked everything and, like, made sure everything was, like, locked up tight so they couldn't fuck with them. So he's like, "Mm, okay. Um, On another night, not long after, Hep was deep in slumber when he felt the press of icy cold hands on his back. (sighs) Figuring it was his girlfriend... Which I find so funny. Yeah, because my hands, so true. My hands are always freezing. I always have to apologize to my clients. I'm like, oops, sorry, cold hands. They're warm like, heart. Yeah. I'm like, they're warm up. I promise they're warm up. Um, anyway, so John, figuring it was his girlfriend, turned over and saw that she was fast asleep, hands tucked away. So who had touched him? Hep jumped out of the bed and turned the lights on only to reveal another mystery a mini door near his closet that had inexplicably opened. Hep decided to look inside, and there he found signatures, pledge books from that fraternity, and souvenirs. And as he peered in further with his flashlight, he noticed a significant set of initials, SLP 1905. So is Stewie waiting for justice or warning others away from his terrible fate? We may never know. I say both. That's so sad. He's like, stop fucking hazing, you assholes. Yeah, totally a cover up. I just love how hazing apparently has gone on this long. It's so crazy. Like, when was the first fraternity even made? That'd be interesting to find out. And fuck sororities too, by the way. Hell no. Oh, God. No. I No. They would have eaten me alive. Too much estrogen. Too much teenage pre-whatever estrogen. I can't do it. I've heard stories of, like, fraternity or sorority girls telling, like, their sisters that they had to dye their hair a certain way. And they had to dress a certain way. And they had to spend a certain amount of money to look a certain it's, way. It's abuse, in it's a sense. It's so fucking crazy. It's so bad for your self-esteem. And then you probably do have some sororities that are wonderful and girl power and all that. So, I'm sure. And some fraternities that are great, yeah, too. Yeah, but it, a lot of them are not. It's, it's such a fucking disgust. Okay. Anyway. Okay, we are not finished with this college tragedies. The next one actually really broke my heart. Worse than that? It's really sad. In February 1949, on a cold night like any other Midwest winter's eve, a tragedy happened. A stray spark hovered between floors in a defective flue, gathering gas and power until it exploded. As soon as it happened, there was no hope of saving the old Kenyan building. The fire was far too powerful already. Some students managed to get out, banging on doors and shouting, fire! But the fire was so intense and so fast that some students were unable to escape. Nine students lost their lives that night. Seven of asphyxiation and two students who had attempted to jump from the building and later died from their injuries. Which, like, reminded me of 9-11. Remember, like, seeing the people jump from the buildings and we didn't see it? We couldn't, like, tell what it was because they were so far away. Do you remember? I don't remember that specifically. 
I remember we didn't know what it was. We couldn't. Then... They didn't have the TVs because I was in um, gym class when I found out about 9-11. So we didn't have the TVs or anything like that. And so I didn't watch it till like eighth period math class. And so like by that time. I was in math class too. Weird. Um, I just thought of Never that. Never forget where you were. So fucking crazy. So anyway, back to this tragedy. I when it, I witness accounts of that fateful night recalled hearing a group of men singing as the fire came aware of their doom and unable to stop it. I imagine them with closed eyes, holding hands, singing together as their death came ever closer. This more than anything broke me. Cause it reminds me of the Titanic. Yeah. Playing music until the end. They accepted their fate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. So, as for the ghosts that became part of college lore, it is said that one time a student came into his room and found a 1949 yearbook flipped open to the page that listed the victims, despite not owning such a yearbook. Ooh, got chills on that one. Mm-hmm. Yet another student woke to frantic pounding on his door and someone screaming, fire! When the student opened the door, no one was there. Another student swears that someone shook him awake saying, Ed, wake up, fire. And when the student groggily opened their eyes, no one stood over them. But Edward was the name of one of the victims who had lost his life in the blaze. Perhaps this is strong residual energy. I really hope so. The thought of tortured souls running around, believing a fire is consuming the building is heart-wrenching. It was also said that someone saw a ghost only from the waist up and then others on the floor below said they only saw a ghost from the legs down. It was later found out that when the dorms were rebuilt, the floors were built 18 inches, 18 inches higher than they had been. But I guess the ghost didn't get the memo. It'd be so weird just to see like a torso. You're like, what the fuck? And then below, you just see, like, a pair of legs from the ceiling. Like, imagine, like, if you look up and just saw legs dangling from your ceiling. I'm sorry. <laughs> that might terrify me more than the torso. That would scar me for life. <laughs> That's I'm fucked. I'm glad I, I don't have clairvoyance as much as I have, like, clairaudience and, like, all the other ones. I don't have clairvoyance as much. I don't see... I probably could, but I'm like, oh, I'm good with hearing, smelling, and tasting things. I'm good. Okay. We're not done. <laughs> so whoever is haunting the place, though, I do wish them deep peace, and I do hope it's residual energy. So in 1935, a man named Charles Schaefer donated money for the college to build a state-of-the-art aquatic center for the students. The school happily accepted and built the Schaefer Pool. It opened in 1936 and led to the school winning many awards for their swim team. It was also called the Greenhouse because of the glass conservatory style roof. Legend has it that one day, a few students were seeing how high they could get using the diving board to launch themselves into oh, the air. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't before, like that. Before diving into the pool. I don't like that. Yeah. In this legend, a student supposedly went too high and broke through the glass ceiling. I said, ha, no pun intended. Dark humor. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, the student was nearly decapitated and plummeted quickly to the sound of his fellow students screaming. The pool turned red with blood. Mm -hmm. 
Now, there are no actual records to indicate this exact event happened, but there are many that believe in the legend based on the hauntings here. For years after, student and faculty swore that they could hear the sound of a body making impact with the water, only to find nothing there. People would hear someone jumping on the diving board three times, only to see that no one around. But the board was still vibrating, as if someone had just been there. No. No. In the 1980s, the building was converted into a dance studio. The pool was drained and a floor was put over the pool itself, but ghostly swimmers didn't seem to take the hint. Eerily enough, people would still hear the sound of splashing and diving boards vibrating, although there was no pool or diving board left. More unnerving was the wet footprints across the dance floor that they'd come across when no one else was around. Dan Turner, a security guard, said that one night on his rounds, he felt a presence behind him. Goosebumps prickled his skin, but when he turned, no one was there. On one such night, when Turner was locking up, he felt the strangest urge to turn around. When he did, he saw a large puddle of water in the middle of the dance floor. It hadn't rained in days and no one else was in the building. Turner called for backup, fearful, understandably so, and went outside to smoke a cigarette. Same. (laughs) When the other security personnel showed up, they say they all saw the mysterious puddle. And with horrified eyes, watched as it evaporated like right in front like, of them yeah oh Just that's creepy dried right up that's creepy i know that really i don't ooh, like that i i have goosebumps i, know, I, I hate too. that i don't like that i hate that i don't like it at all okay that should be the end of the tragedies right no <laughs> there can't possibly be more right this no is like more haunted than ou I hadn't even heard of it. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. All right. Actually, we were just talking about the elevator game. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Have you ever been in an elevator and had the irrational fear that it would get stuck or worse, plummet straight down? No, no, Mm. no. Personally, this is why I take the stairs. And that's my advice on this matter. Unfortunately, one student did not take this advice and lost his life as a consequence. Around 2.30 a.m. in the Capels building, a student decided to, oh, actually, I forgot to say what year this was. So, sorry, guys. It was in the 70s, like 60s or 70s, yeah. But anyways, around 2.30 a.m. in the Capels building, a student decided to take the elevator, presumably to see his girlfriend. He was last seen around that time by another student who didn't think much of the matter. But in between the seventh and eighth floors, the elevator jammed. The student, presumably tired and wanting to sleep, decided he could make the jump down to the seventh floor. He pried the elevator doors open and leapt with faith. I can't imagine his terror when he missed the floor and began to plummet down and down and down. He was found in the morning by a security officer at the bottom of the elevator shaft 
his body severely broken. He later died in the hospital from his that injuries. That didn't kill him? He died in the hospital, yeah, but he was just broken there all fucking night, just shattered completely. Yeah, but, but alive. Still, oh my God. That's even horrible. That's horrible. Oh I wish he had gosh. just broken his neck at that point. That is a painful death. I know. Slow, painful death. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Oh, Fuck I elevators. That. I hate that so much. Fuck elevators. I would just wait in the elevator. Same. Uh-uh. I've seen too many horror movies of people yeah. getting decapitated. Yep. There's nothing good when you open those doors. So this is actually, I think this is one of the like creepiest hauntings I've ever heard. It like scared the shit out of me. Oh my God. So, it keeps going. Yes. He, so yes, he died in the hospital from his injuries. Jesus. Years later, in the summer of 1995, Security officer Dan Turner was told to keep an eye on the Caples building. Unexplained occurrences had been happening rather frequently. What was eerie was that no students were in that building as most students had gone home for the summer. So the lights and showers were turning on and off by themselves, which was already giving the security officers and faculty the Mm heebie-jeebies. Around 5 a.m. on that night, Turner got a frantic call to go to the Caples building and fast. The switchboard operator had just gotten three calls, one after the other, from rooms 511, 611, and 711. And what, you may ask, did the caller say? Well, the caller didn't say anything. The caller screamed. Imagine just like, like... Like you're a switchboard operator and you get like a call from 511 and all you hear is like, ah! and then like, like, and I didn't even do like an actual scream, but like, imagine if you just heard someone like shrieking, like bloody murder shrieking and then hang up. And then you get a call from room 611, a blood curdling scream, hang up. 711, a blood curdling scream, hang up. Like, you know what? I quit. For real. I'm not paid enough for this. I'm out. Yep. I'm out. <laughs> The security officers, including Turner, raced to the Caples building. When they got there, they checked the rooms. No one was there, but the lights were on and the phones were unplugged. Oh, I'm getting, you can give me chills. Mm -hmm. A shower on the fifth floor was billowing steam turned on to high to scalding hot temperatures. The officers checked every room and even checked the trapped door and the roof and found nothing and no one, not a single living soul. Before they could leave, another call came in from room 811. A woman screaming and then hanging up. They raced up to room 811 and found that the door was locked and the lights were on again. And the phone was unplugged unplugged plugging the phone back in and turning off the light turner surely must have been chilled to the bone as he stood there wondering what the hell was going on he heard the whir of the elevator descending but that elevator wouldn't move unless someone on another floor pressed a button the elevator stayed on whichever floor it was used unless someone else called for it He checked in with his fellow officers, but no one had pressed the elevator button. Turner flew down the stairs only to find his fellow officer, Officer Steinmetz, waiting outside the lobby, face pressed against the glass, which like, I relate. 
When asked why, he said, I was not about to wait for that elevator to open. Yeah. Yeah. Real. Fair. I said, fair, as no one knows what or who could have been inside. When it did open, though, no one was inside it. At least no one they could see. I'm almost done. One more. One more. Oh, my god! One more. So to end this on a high note, let's talk about the gates of hell. This story is more urban legend and folklore than anything else, but it's still pretty friggin' fascinating. There's a path called Middle Path in Kenyon College, which takes students through the college acreage under lush green foliage. And there you'll find two large pillars that are called the gates of hell. But how did they come by this name? Supposedly, writer Anthony Burgess went on to the Phil Donahue show and said that Kenyon College had a portal, a gateway to hell. Um, I'm believing after listening. Mm. I believe it. I know, right? He also mentioned that at this college, he'd felt some of the most evil and volatile energy he had ever experienced. <clears throat> However, if you were to watch the show back, none of this is included. So did someone make it up? Or is the college once again covering up dirty secrets? Another urban legend speaks of a psychic who called Gambier, Ohio, the gateway to hell. Yet another myth in the mist of time, and this is my favorite, suggests that there was a bishop once upon a time who had turned to evil and satanic practices. When his cottage burned down around him, it said that the flames, instead of going up and out, seemed to go down sinking into the ground him itself as if pulling the bishop back down to hell to the devil to satan collecting on his debts is any of this true probably not but it is certainly a fun fireside story lore suggests that you must never walk through the pillars on Halloween for you'll find a gateway down, down, down to the devil himself, down, down, down to hell. Also, there's a myth about the gates of hell. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's like supposedly if you're there with your friend and you like both walk through the gates of hell, or at least one of you walks through the gates of hell. I can't remember, but like your friendship is like ruined. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, let's not do that. No, fuck no. I don't know. I just love the I I just love the idea of like a bishop like turning to the dark side and then Satan being like, I'm coming for you. And then like flames like going down. Well, so how did that fire start to begin with? With the kid with the kids being killed. Oh, the, oh, not the bishop one, but the, yeah. it was, okay, so basically they had installed new fireplaces in some of the rooms oh. and there was an old fireplace and somehow a stray spark got caught in between one of the old defunct fireplaces okay. and it built all this I didn't power know it was, like, and heat. Related. Yeah, no, okay. no. Lots of creepy incidents though, for damn sure. But yeah. Got a lot of shit going on in college. I'm telling you. Just the fact that someone was like evil, volatile energy, and a psychic was like, oh yeah, the port of the hell is in Gambier, Ohio. We should actually do a podcast on gates to hell, because there are supposedly many. Ooh, I would. Yeah. 
So sure. we could do that. We'll probably have to give a rest for the paranormal because we're both getting freaked out. So we can't do. I know. On a break, I had to go upstairs and your trash can yeah, me. That's happened to me before. Honestly, I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's my fucking trash can. Jesus. I know, because you, you had it in a spot like, yeah. that's not supposed to be. And I was, like, walking through the hall. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I know. I was oh. vacuuming, so I put it up there for a second, and I forgot about it. That college is more haunted than fucking OU. I know. That takes the cake. And I had never heard of it until I did this. I've and never I was heard like, of it either. What the fuck? But it was funny because when I was telling the fire, there's this fireman and we like, he comes, he's a client. And we always talk about like conspiracy theories, aliens, ghosts and always shit. the fireman? I love him. He's so great. Actually, he's kind of your type. But Is he hot? He's hot. Not my kind of hot, but like my kind of hot. He's like shaved head, super bill, has some tattoos, like blue, blue eyes. How old is he? Probably like 40s. Hmm. I might be a little too old for you, but he's hot. Is he single? No. Not that I'm like, whatever. I'm just curious. No, I get it. But yeah, I would totally be down to go check that place out. It sounds so fucking crazy. I mean, just like the amount of tragedies that happen there, like fuck. I was like, geez. There's a lot of deaths at that college. Yeah, I know. It does make you wonder if there's something like evil going on. Okay, so hell, yeah, well, and like the the swimming one. That's weird. See, I don't know if that's actually a student or if that's like demonic, because that doesn't sound. It didn't sound nice. No, especially when you watched it evaporate in front of you. None of it sounded nice, honestly. I mean, like Stewie is fine because he just sits there and like looks out at like the tracks like solemnly. Like that is so sad. It's very sad, and like and even that his own dad took the fraternity <sighs> brother like that guy. over like hey. These guys killed your son, but your oath is to be loyal to the fraternity. So you're just like, it's not their fault. I'm just going to put this in for legal reasons. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. Just for legal reasons. Allegedly. <laughs> Please don't come after us. Morbid did an episode too, so <laughs> you can go after them. I'll have to link some of the podcasts and show notes I listen to. I have like references, so we'll post them in the show notes, but... uh yeah, there's just something about all the tragedies that happen there that make me go, like, what the fuck is going on there? That's, like, too many. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, two of them would be a lot, but there was, like, five. I know. I just did two. And honestly, if I ever answered the phone and someone just screamed and hung up like and that happened, like, scream. yeah, and that happened, like, three more times, I would probably, like, I might, like, die of a heart attack of fear. That's terrifying. I found it creepy enough when someone was upstairs whistling. How the fuck would I react to a scream? Well, let's go back to Margaret Schilling for a minute. Yeah. Ugh. We were talking like off podcast. That's probably how she really died. Something gave her a heart attack. I, it scared her to death. I totally believe that. I mean, honestly, because I'm just going to say it. Like there were a lot of people in the mental health community, not even that long ago, that and probably still now that mentally and physically abuse their patients and torture them. Mm-hmm. And especially back then, cause they're like, Oh, what, what are you going to do? You gonna tell somebody? You can't fucking tell anybody. Let me give you a lobotomy and shut you up. It's so disgusting. So it wouldn't surprise me if something like that had happened. Like they were 
torturing her or raping her or something and she died of fear or fuck maybe it's even darker maybe it was some satanic ritual and that's why she was fucking naked with her clothes who knows maybe she saw a demon i don't want to see a maybe demon. she wanted to be taken by satan maybe she was like, like I'm going to fold my clothes all neatly, lay down. Yeah, or maybe she just wanted to be taken by anyone away from that place. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. That's a creepy thought. Yeah. Shit gets dark. Real fast. Yeah, shit gets fucking dark. But yeah, I mean, we'll have like tons of stuff for you guys to explore. And all this stuff, an extra will be on Patreon, which you should join because i'm not gonna post a ton of these pics on instagram or facebook so you should join patreon you sent a sexy one last night i did i posted some on patreon you're welcome you're welcome patrons and by the way that's only for the five dollar tier three dollars is just tea time if you want sexy pics and stuff you have to do five dollars and I'm not going to send you the ones that I sent my boyfriend because those are worth more than $5 a month. Sorry. What did he say? Do you send your boyfriend nudes? Like nudity, like classy? I'll show you who I sent him. I don't care. Okay. Because I don't have $5. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You never freebie this time. There's one. Ooh. Yeah. And then there's one. What do you say? He was like, don't, you're hot. I don't want to climb on top of you. I was like, of course you fucking do. I mean, hello, wings and fucking fairy ears. You are probably the luckiest guy in the world. <laughs> you're is, welcome. He is the luckiest guy in the world. Yeah, he is. Fucking dumbass. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I think I might make that my profile picture because I don't think it really shows that much. I don't think it shows that much. No, not at all. Yeah, I think I might make it my Instagram profile do picture. It. So if you make it your Instagram profile picture, then everyone will know what we're talking about. So here yeah, we go. I'll have to. I'm gonna have to crop it down a little bit because I mean, gotta keep some of the mystery alive. But yeah. Anyway, subscribe to Patreon. I have some, and I think like a bralette and sh- a short skirt and wings and ears. So it's plenty for five dollars a month, guys. I think so. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want us to take a trip to OU and Kenyon. Tell us and send us gas money. Because <laughs> we're going to have to drive there. We're going to have to do creepy shit. I'm going to have to bring my sage spray, my eggshells and salt. Like, it's going to be a whole thing, guys. So appreciate the the moolah. That'd be fun, though. It'd be interesting. Take a little day trip out of it. That'd yeah. be fun. Would be fun. We'd have to take the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Can't leave them behind. Poor little babies. Double date. Grim would probably, like abandon me i always know when he sleeps on my bed and he's gone in the morning i know some shit went down even like midnight last night like things were like starting to move around i heard things and like grim just like he like looked in the room and he was like nah and he walked away and i was like are you fucking kidding me you're an asshole and he was like no i'm not doing that well anyway do you have anything else to add no i think that's good i think that's good too who knows what our next podcast will be it'll be something we've got um guy secrets girls don't know about uh women's sex lives after leaving religion we could do a poll on instagram yeah and there's i think i sent you some other ones that we could possibly do um about like women that married for money and like how it went for them and all that kind of stuff so yeah let's do a poll on instagram we shall
Yeah. Oh, whoa. Why did it vanish? I hate vanish mode. Stop. Yeah, I found 27 people who married nauseatingly rich families and learned firsthand how infuriatingly careless the 1% can be. 14 women who didn't hold anything back and admitted why they cheated on their significant others. Ooh. That would be a good one. I think we should do that one. Yeah. Fuck the poll on Instagram. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. I think we're going to do this one because that's... I feel like I can relate to a lot of them. So I'm really curious. Yeah. Yeah, let's Same. do that one. Okay, we're going to do that one then. Next time I'm we'll really do a poll. I'm really curious about that. Or okay. we'll do Gates to Hell. I'll write it in our podcast notes so I don't yeah. forget. So we'll do that one next week and then we'll do a poll. Yes. Or, yeah, for the next future ones. Yes. Okay. Well, I think that wraps us up, right? I think so. All right. As always, guys, you should follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Am I missing any? And Patreon, obviously. Obviously. Bitches Don't Brunch podcast. If you subscribe to our $3 a month Patreon, you will get our tea times, which is pretty great content. Upwards of... Anywhere from like 10 to like 40 minutes usually of, and you'll see like our expressions, our facial expressions, the way we look, the way we talk, whatever. You have to see our outfits. It's just a podcast. Another podcast episode of just us being recorded. Yeah. And if you do the $5 a month, you'll get those and pictures and notes and random things. And we try and provide you all the content. Um, I do do weird news on Facebook. I have been bad about doing it every day, but I pretty much do it every day. So if you want to find weird news or random memes, I would suggest going to our Facebook page, which is not, it's bitches on brunch without the eye because Facebook is whatever. Um, as always, we would really love it if you could rate and review us because that will get us out there on the charts. And we really want to be out there because we want to make this our full-time job. Thank you. So rate and review. You don't even have to say anything. Just give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere that you listen to your podcast. Um, and if you have any suggestions, questions, or anything, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow our personal Instagram accounts, we've got Montana at mbigsky. We've got me at spellbell period poet. We love DMs. We love comments. We love all the things. We are always trying to find new content to post and new ways to entertain you guys. So keep that in mind. You sum that up nicely. I think so. I think that's it for tonight, guys. So don't go to Kenyon College unless you want to get haunted. Don't go to OU unless you want to see the stain of a woman, probably, who has ghostly shit in the stain. So terrifying. (laughs) But if you do, then good luck and let us know how it went. We will uh, see you next time, guys. See you on the next one. Bye. Bye.